another week has gone so we're another week closer to reality and we're here to help you through that with that's what she said georgie parker here and i don't need to give my co-host any more of an introduction i'm joined by ashley of the smallest hands in the world nelson and bubs no one came to my new year's eve party even after i made a giant crock and bush barbieri welcome guys Thank Hi. you very much. I'm still laughing about the whole crock and bush thing. I think that really <laughs> floated my boat last week. And I'm really hoping that you had a few people show up to your party um, if you had one this week, Bubs. But... <laughs> no, no party. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping, Georgie, that you'd say the the smallest hands in the business and then the safest hands in the business with me. Like, come on. No, but people would recognise you from the girl who had the party that nobody came to more so than having safe hands. I'll keep her, yep. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Um, how's your week been? Everything been good? We've just been battling the storm of the century here in WA. Um, what about you over there in so- Melbourne? Um, it's been fine. I think everyone's trying to get out and about, but I'm still stuck in isolation mode. I still think that we should be indoors <laughs> just just to make my life a little easier. I had a busy week preparing for what was the storm of the decade, Georgie, and once again, in true Perth style, it really hasn't come to fruition. I think we've just got this fascination that when in Perth, the weather slightly changes from good to just slightly bad. It's like a massive cyclone is going to hit us and we need to prepare for the worst, batten down the hatches. But I found that um, it's quite nice outside actually at the moment, just a little bit of a breeze. I took Tully, my dog, out and gave her a rain jacket. Um, So that was uh, exciting as well. Quite funny, you know, dressing dogs up that we like to do. And I see that you've taken your puffer jacket off. No, this is my puffer vest today. I've taken my puffer jacket off and I've replaced it with a puffer vest. So I'm channeling my sort of inner dad kind of look, middle-aged or middle-aged soccer mum look today. Nelson, um, how are you coping mentally? I mean, you had, you were being trolled this week. No, no, let me rephrase that. You were being trolled this week. So um, just for for our many fans, um, we've been putting in extra effort to make sure that we are getting this podcast out there. And um, Georgie, a wonderful organiser, decided that she was going to put it out there that uh, I had joined the podcast. And so this is what she put on a Facebook post. After years of Ashley Nelson grovelling at my feet to make content with me, I finally caved in and let her be part of the team at Sportsbet and she is now on my weekly podcast after two strikes for not showing up in their first meeting and then (laughs) refusing to read the run sheets. um, You know, I'm sure she'll make up with it with her crappy jokes and creepy behaviour. Anyway, she goes on to say, I hope that, you know, you guys will listen to it. Now, being part of the podcast, I thought I would share this and I put it up on my Facebook and I said, in response to the attached message from Georgie Parker, I did not grovel. She came begging to me for help and I was raised to be a good friend, so I agreed to go on a podcast um, and basically kind of went on from there. Anyway, people have got on board with this and have actually read my post as um, being, <clears throat> I guess, that I was hurt by Georgie's statement about me telling bad jokes and being, you know, just a creepy person, <laughs> not really getting the sense of the sarcasm. So I've had these randoms get on board and actually stick up for me. (laughs) This is what they've said. Ash, you're amazing. I loved it when we got together and were able to do a footy podcast together. You're super talented and knowledgeable. Keep being your amazing self. Um, And then I had another person get on and say, seems like Georgie's just looking for a bit of social media attention, Ashley Nelson. Just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) 
So all of these people have come into bat for me and have failed to pick up on the fact that Georgie wasn't being a troll. But I've had to go back there now and put like a little asterisk on my previous post and say that actually Georgie isn't being a troll. Um, she instead is actually just being sarcastic. So it was quite I, I hate it when you have to explain your jokes. I, 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 just, I just laughed because, like, I just thought it was funny that people thought Parker was a troll and I just thought I'm going to leave this for a while just to see how many people will come in to bat for me and stand up for me and see Georgie Parker as a troll. So I sat in my car for a good five minutes <laughs> laughing until I got a message from Georgie saying, Ash, can you amend your post? People think that I am actually being a troll and that I don't like you as a friend. Um, so it was an entertaining thing to say the least. But Parker, if you're going to troll me, you're not going to get away from it. Uh, from, from <laughs> yeah, got... maybe they thought it was Georgie Parker, the gold uh, gold Logie winning Georgie Parker. Uh, yeah, well, that that happens quite often, that, that comparison with me. But <laughs> speaking of some Facebook posts, we've got joined with us somebody who's very, very active on Facebook. Uh, she is a 200-metre track and field star. She's an Olympian. She missed out on the 200-metre final by just one one-hundredth of a second in 2016, running a PB there of 22.5. Her running gait, guys, has been likened to Kathy Freeman, and I'm pretty sure that is a good thing. And she, like I said, is very active on the Facebook post, and we will get into that. We've got Ella Nelson, not related to you at all, I don't think, Ash. Oh, Ella. Well, she, Hello. Missed, she missed out. Hello, Ella. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. And Ash, maybe somewhere down the family line, somewhere away back. <laughs> might be. <laughs> Here's hoping. Now, Ella, you're there in Phoenix, Arizona, a long way from us, and it confused us a little bit even with getting the time difference sorted with this podcast. But over there in America during this COVID 19 what's it like how's that affected your training and I guess just your living in general um yeah I'm it's crazy over here I think the experience that everyone is having over in Australia versus what we're experiencing over in the states is two different narratives definitely um I'm actually fortunate enough so Forbes put out an article stating that Scottsdale Arizona which is where I live was the number one place to quarantine yourself um during the pandemic um based upon the fact of its weather like we live in the desert it's always sunny it's always nice warm weather it's golf courses which i thought was um an interesting point that they decided to keep open over here and then um just general space and rent price i think it was um so yeah i'm doing considering where i could be in the states i'm not in la where it's super affected and devastating i'm not in new york where it's absolutely just chaos and super sad so considering that i'm glad to have the outdoors to have the good weather and to be in scottsdale and and your training has it affected that at all are you able to do your entire routine have you had to try to find these ways to do things at home I have become very good at fence jumping um, ah. since the pandemic. Um, all of our tracks over here are closed. They are all privately owned schools and the schools are shut until at least September over here. So that means we have no access to tracks currently. All of our gyms are also shut down. Um, they look like they might be opening those back up in the next week or two here. So hopefully we'll be able to 
slowly start to get back into the weight room like safely and everything but yeah at the moment I've been going to the field I've been having dogs run around and take my cones I've been having some lovely conversations with some locals who are confused by why I'm doing these weird drills in the park it's been it's been an experience for sure I like it. Now, it looks like with all that fence jumping, you could do a transition into hurdles if, you know, the running doesn't sort of work out. So a bit of cross training never hurts. Um, never. But <laughs> did you ever consider coming back over to Australia as far as when this all sort of started happening? I did, definitely. So when this um, all kind of kicked off, we had a bunch of Chinese athletes training with us at Altus. We're uh, kind of like a big international um, group of coaches and athletes um, based here in Scottsdale. And so we were aware of what was happening with Corona over in China and the travel restrictions that they were beginning to put in place. And my coach sat down with me and he said um, quite early on, like towards the end of February, um, he's like, we need to have a chat about Corona. And I was like, what about it? He's like, if you go home, you might not be able to come back. And that would be in preparation for the Olympics. So we kind of sat down and I, at that point, the Olympics hadn't been postponed yet. So I made the call that, um, and the Olympics hadn't been postponed, but our trials had been postponed at home. So in my mind, I was like, well, if they start to open things up, well, at that point, we had no idea what was going on, right? So um, if they start to open things up over here, I'd rather do my prep over in America with my coach and everyone. So that was kind of my thought process behind staying. And then it all went up anyway. And now I'm over here, but it's, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I've, I'm on the phone a lot to home and keeping in touch and making sure everyone's okay. And they're making sure I'm okay. So I'm doing okay. Yeah. And just on, um, you know, Georgie alluded to the fact that we both got the same last name, Nelson, um, no relation from what we understand, um, <laughs> from what we know. This could all come out now. Um, I want to know nicknames. Have you got any nicknames related to, to Nelson? And also, have you ever been asked, and I find that this is a common problem, have you ever been asked that you're related to Nelson Mandela? I don't quite get it how people don't understand that Nelson's a first name. But I've been asked that many times if I'm a relation. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't look particularly, you know, South African or, or African. And yeah. then also that's his first name. I, I don't quite get it. Yeah, that doesn't add up at all in many aspects. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't been asked if I've been... Uh, if I'm related to Nelson Mandela. Well, are you? But in terms of... <laughs> I don't are think you? so. I might have to check <laughs> and check that. History. I yeah. haven't checked that. I haven't... I, I can't confirm nor deny, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I actually get called Willie, like Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. So oh, that's well. kind of a nickname related to Nelson. Um, yeah. And you could possibly be related to him. That actually makes more sense. <laughs> that. Now that actually, maybe, maybe, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, happy to have the last name on board. Now, sure. now that's enough. That's enough of the serious questions. Now, when we have somebody come on the show, we had to make Nelson do it the other day. Um, mm. We like to get to know our guests. We like to know a bit about them. We want our listeners to know about them more so than their achievements, about them as a person. So, Thank Ella, you. I'd like Perfect. you. I've asked you to prepare and two truths and a lie, and we want to see 
what you've come up with, how creative you are for your little life, whether you're any good at putting mayo on your real stories and whether you live an interesting life or not. So hit us with your two truths and a lie. Okay. All righty, ladies. Strap in. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, number one. Um, I was arrested at border control um, in Trinidad because I arrived and somehow made it through um, as normal as you would with your passport and everything. And they sent me through because I was talking to the guy about track and field because he was like, why are you here, et cetera, et cetera. And they came chasing after me after about maybe 30 seconds of me getting through and they were like, you have no visa. And I was like, visa, what are you talking about? Like, we're a part of the Commonwealth, guys. <laughs> like, um, I don't need a visa to be here. I Googled it. I remember Googling it, which I did Google or I thought I did. Um, but I guess I misread the information because I didn't have a visa and they let me through. So they basically, because I had gotten through without it and, like, it appeared as if I had, like, um, fraud fraudulently done whatever they um put me under arrest nice <laughs> didn't they know <laughs> that you were related to nelson mandela or willie <laughs> nelson i thought that that would have gone through <laughs> that would have been fine um number two is that <laughs> this is a good one i once made my mum um drive around i didn't have a car at the time so i was seeing this guy and he wasn't a good boy and I was convinced that he had another girl over at his house so I asked my mother in hysterics if she could drive around to his street slowly past his house so I could see if there was a car out the front (laughs) (laughs) you were stalking with your mum that's hilarious (laughs) yep and then number three is that um I was here in Phoenix in my first year living out here home alone um, I had four roommates at the time, but they were all out of t- town and it was my first time actually being in that house by myself. And we lived along the main road that was quite busy and not the nicest neighborhood. Um, and I was in bed trying to fall asleep and I could hear noises and footsteps and people walking around the house. And I couldn't remember if I looked at the door or not and I started freaking out. So I started thinking of like a weapon or something I could use. There was nothing I could do getting more and more worked up, the anxiety building. I'm thinking I'm really beginning to shake. I heard um, the scratching along the wall as someone was walking up the stairs and I was like, this is enough for me. Locked myself in my closet and called 911 from my closet in um, Phoenix for the police to arrive five minutes later and search the house. And, find that no one was and what was <laughs> And I was. Do you not realize that you can run two hundred meters faster than any intruder? (laughs) Just run away. I I, yeah, I guess in a fight or flight situation, (laughs) I freeze. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure. I'm. Oh, what are you? There was a lot of mayo. That probably a whole bottle on each of those. Sorry. I just, I just I want like that second one. one to be true. That's, I'll be so <laughs> devastated that if you didn't have a mother-daughter session where you just went and bonded over a drive-by, a drive-by yeah. past, you know, the boyfriend's boyfriend's house. I reckon that if he had someone else over and that was my mum, she would have got out of the car and actually gone in there for me. Yeah. Um, but 
Parker, last time I did this, you were like, it's all about putting too many details in and that's how you can so tell arrested. whether or not the person's lying. Arrested. Arrested. Yeah. I'm going to go with the last one. Oh. The, the four housemates. No, I'm going to go arrested because, um, first of all, she couldn't control her laughter this. at the stand and did this. Yeah. And, but the last one, she's looking up like she's remembering. Yeah, but so she could just be recalling. She could be embarrassed as well, yeah. So, true. Which, which is it? I did not get arrested. Woo! Yes! <laughs> Damn it! I sold that. Honestly, I was making half of that up as I was going and I was like, this is impressive. Let's keep going. <laughs> very good. It is amazing good. how well we can lie on cue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of concerning actually. Um, um, so, yeah. I did a stalking drive-by with my mum. That actually happened. <laughs> that is great. I love it. It's goals. You're a good mum. Yeah. Um, that's and, a, that's yeah. what mum should be doing. And so there was no one in your house, nothing. What was making the scratching noises? Oh, um, so one of my roommates often had um, friends over, like, all the time, and um, they would sometimes stay for hours and hours and hours and hours so even though he wasn't necessarily there I was truly convinced that there was someone in the house so whatever these noises were I had completely made up in my head but I I, I really thought there was someone in the house and I really called 911. Better be and safe than sorry to be fair. Yeah for sure and like the police were very kind and they were like what we're here for ma'am and <laughs> you get a dog I was like yeah I should <laughs> anyway so my house that happened. Now, I spoke at the start of the, the introduction of you um, that you are very active on Facebook. Um, if, if you don't follow Ella on uh, Facebook, you don't need to because she, she puts all of her good Facebook posts up on, on Instagram. And I've started joining in on this as well. So you know how you have memories on Facebook. I actually screenshotted one today to send to Ash saying, six years ago we were at the World Cup in The Hague in Netherlands. So, and, and then lovely. it was lovely, great memories, but also sometimes it reminds you just how stupid you were at 18 years <laughs> old on, on Facebook. On the um, internet. <laughs> and we've got some great ones here. We've got here on this day eight years ago, all right, it's time for a job, I think. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like one of mine. Yes, this is yours. Maybe we should play a game of was this Ash, uh, was this Nelson, or was this um, was this Ella? All right. So this is this is one. Uh, pick who this one is. Bacon and eggs fixes everything. Mm, that's Ash, surely. No, Georgie or or Ella. Oh, Georgie or Ella. Oh, Georg um, you. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um. <laughs> Here's one. I'm sorry, but I don't understand the whole deal with girls wearing overalls. Uh, oh, that's Ella. all. <laughs> yeah, so yes. judgy. It is. Like, I just don't understand the whole deal with it, honestly. But <laughs> I've come around. I've come around. They're Here's practical. One. Yeah. Here's yeah, one. Yeah. I think they're not practical whatsoever, overalls. <laughs> well, we can get into this. Continue on. Um, here's one, and this is very relatable to um, Corona time. This is shit. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. That's uh, you, Georgie. No, that was Ella. <laughs> oh, right. Here we go. And this is, this is a great one. Um, here's a great one. 
Do you ever wish you could stop time for like a couple of weeks so you could just sleep and do whatever you want and just get your shit together? And then after that time would start back up again and you wouldn't have missed anything because you would just have to pick up where you left off. Ella. Ella, Ella. with horrific yeah. grammar. There's not a single <laughs> comma or full stop in that. Just like one string. Like, and then, and then, and then. It does kind of feel like it was a steady stream of thought. You know, it didn't require any grammar. It's just you were just typing what you were thinking and then put it out there for the world to respond. And now, how many years later, Parker, we're getting to responding to it? Uh, that is uh, 10 years ago. I oh, know. That one is seven years ago. Georgie, if we were doing this for me, you'd have to take into account the fact that I was on a Nokia 6310 <laughs> and I'd have to type in each letter three times to get to it. So all my statuses are like three words long. I could never do what Ella just Ella did. Ella with no – and we'll finish off with this one. Um, nothing like Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny and Space Jam to pick your mood up. Parker. Georgia. Georgie. Sorry. Georgia. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Melanie. Georgina. <laughs> um, yes. So it's a, it's a good good time to go back. Do you have any good ones that stick out to you, Ella, that that you love that lately that have been sticking out to you, especially during this corona time where things hit home a little bit harder? In terms of Facebook statuses? Facebook statuses. Or... <laughs> um, I, I think it's just... It's kind of the foreshadowing that's almost a bit frightening to me, honestly. <laughs> the, that really long one was very specific to the current situation. And I remember getting the notification and being like, wow, you really predicted this. <laughs> I, had to, I had to have a minute. On yeah. <laughs> you Probably wrote a hold it. of it and start to use you as a political advisor based <laughs> on your, your foresight to what was going to happen. She, she did I don't write know if I can deal with that pressure. <laughs> Well, you can you can't do worse than who's in charge at the moment. Uh, you did wish you did say there. Be careful what you wish for. So everyone, mm-hmm. just just take that in from psychic Ellen Nelson. Now, now speaking of our other Nelson, it's halftime with with Ashley Nelson. Yes, I was actually thinking as well, Bubs, that, you know, you're talking about being on your Nokia. We wouldn't be able to go back through your Facebook posts. We'd have to go to MySpace to sort of see what you wrote on that. Do you remember MySpace? I remember MySpace. Ella, did you have MySpace? You're a fair bit younger than us. Um, No, I definitely did. That's how I learnt to code. I remember all the top eight drama. I was right there with you guys. I'm not that young. That's how I learnt to code. I don't know That's what that how I means. I learned to code. I didn't. So I didn't. Did like make the flashy backgrounds and embed like images into your profile. Did you wow. guys I I was pushing getting my top eight friends. That was yeah. the extent of my my. Oh, my I friend. I had trouble choosing just one song as my load up page. <laughs> yes. I remember I chose a Lior song and then I had like little love hearts that came down on mine. And then I think I must have been quite ruthless and I only allowed top five friends. But that's just me. Anyway, flashback to my space. That's the only, that's the total number of friends you had, not your top five. (laughs) (laughs) You only need five good ones. It's all about quality, not quantity, Parker. Um, all right, so half Nelson. Ella, just to preface this, this is a, a, a pretty pointless question to mark the halftime uh, mark of the show, okay? And um, today I'm going to ask you about skills that you've acquired during COVID-19 shutdown um, because the other day I actually had to borrow my friend's car and she has a manual car. And I learnt how to you know, drive a manual when I was 18 years of age. I'm now 
something something years of age <laughs> and I haven't driven a manual since and I thought well you know this is a great time to actually learn how to drive a manual again and I thought that I'd be okay turns out I was quite horrific I sat in the car park at the IGA <laughs> for I reckon about 15 minutes because I was trying to get it into reverse and it's one of those ones that you have to push it down and then and get it into it reverse down. but it wouldn't go into reverse and I kept on going forward and slowly but surely I was edging closer to the pole and the person in front of me in the oh. car so oh, I had no. one more shot to get it into reverse before I was about to hit this car. Anyway, crushed it, nailed it. Um, under pressure. I, That's what under like pressure. So driving a car, a manual car, was one that I learned. And also I've kind of acquired a habit of learning how to chip golf balls now. Like I'm working on my golf game. And it's not something that I would have previously been interested in. So that's my question. How have you wasted your time on learning probably things that you're never going to use again? Or maybe you will. Actually, I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll just quickly run and get it. But it's right next to me because I was playing around with it earlier. But during quarantine, ladies, I took up the habit of learning how to DJ. mix. I've been playing wow. in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. Kids seem to want to do that because you do love your music. You have a a bond with your, is it, is it your dad that you and your dad have a lot of music connections together? You love it with your dad? Dad was a muso. He um, played in a band for his whole life. Um, And I grew up with a, instruments playing pretty much 24-7 so I've always had a very invested interest in music and I feel very passionately about it so um yeah I've always really loved making playlists and stuff so I just was like you know what it's quarantine I'm gonna download a trial and just have some fun. Did you play an instrument yourself at all or just play playlists? Um (laughs) (laughs) so I I know uh four chords on guitar. That's all you need to know hun. Kind of play, but I chose to have nails over playing guitar. Oh, yeah. That age that you kind of had to decide, like, if this was going to be a thing or not. I think I was like 16 and I was really into the acrylics. So that kind of took away that option. But yeah, the recorder. How many um, concerts had you um, have you missed because of the COVID? Like, I know a lot of my friends who love music have bought so many tickets because they get in advance and they, they make sure they get all the tickets that they want. How many have you cancelled? Um, I Did think you go to Coach- Coachella is a, is a big Coachella one. was on the list. Coachella was on the list. And I was um, going to ask, which is, which is sadder, the Olympics being postponed or Coachella being cancelled? Um, definitely the Olympics being postponed. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, that was a wild ride of a week um as an athlete that was a really weird experience I'm sure as all of you guys know having your life kind of planned in four-year blocks for as long as you can remember um and then suddenly it being completely shifted it doesn't it's not necessarily just your training that's affected it's kind of your whole life perspective for at least a few days you you have to really think about reshuffling all of it 
and yeah sorry that I got a bit deep for a second uh, <laughs> Ella I I mean I've never been able to play a guitar because I've got small hands as Parker alluded to so yeah, I can't even get my fingers around to cop like you know make sure that you hold on to the strings well enough how you talking about big hands? hands is this how we distinguish if we're not related <laughs> <laughs> I have really big hands <laughs> well there you go it's clear now um, so music has never been something that I have really pursued. When you're like mixing, what's your ultimate goal? Like what have you been practicing? Because I've got no concept of what you actually do when you're trying to be a DJ. Honestly, neither did I. Um, I just kind of watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos and just played around. I know how I want things to sound and then I would just either work it out myself by mucking up and trying again or googling very specific things um so yeah it was just I've kind of been fluking it I'm not very good but I'm enjoying it and maybe one day I will be good so have yeah you, Coachella uh, with Ella <laughs> with Ella yes Ella. I love that have you find how do you find it really interesting that a lot of a lot of um music has the same sort of beat and the same sort of rhythm and you know you don't really notice until you hone in on these DJ skills and you think wow that sounds sort of similar and you can really mash them together really cool yeah yeah you start to hear a lot of different things in music that you maybe weren't picking up on before which is pretty fun um and the other thing that i've noticed is a whole bracket of a certain bpm is where the music that i like to train to so that's kind of interesting as well if you can relate it to a whole bunch of stuff it's cool Cool. Well, here you are learning how to be, you know, the ultimate DJ and go to Coachella. Meanwhile, I'm practicing learning how to reverse a car in the IGA <laughs> car park. So I think that you, you spent your time a little bit better than what I have, Ella. Have, have you girls learned anything during this COVID-19 time? Uh well, no, um, not not particularly. <laughs> I think Georgie, no, you're lying. No, your 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 disc throwing skills, but the CDs. Well, I have. I've just been throwing things into things, really. So that spent a whole day of my my life um, throwing a DVD into a PlayStation. That honestly took so long, um, and I don't need to do that one again. And I threw a pod into the pod machine first go as well. Um, I've been painting, guys. And when I say painting, I mean paint by numbers, and I've not finished <laughs> It's too hard. <laughs> it's genuinely too hard. So I've, I've had all these ideas of what I wanted to do and just... Yes. Time's just gotten away from you, hasn't it? Time's gotten away from me. And instead of doing something productive, I now have a three-course meal every meal. So you just end up just eating all day. All day. <laughs> but what about the trailer? You backed the trailer. That's oh, yeah. quite a hard skill. No, I did. Guys, you're just bringing up things that I don't need to overshadow Ella here about things <laughs> that I'm doing, all right? Yes, I, I reversed the trailer and I've got a COVID confession. Sometimes we do this at the moment, Ella. We do a COVID confession, but that was Jake reversing the trailer because <laughs> I jackknifed it. Oh, my God. You're a fraud. You I are a fraud. fraud. All oh. the women's hope rested oh. on you being able to reverse that trailer. All the women drivers are going, we are good drivers. See you reverse that. And then Jake it's Jake. Why does Jake look like you? Why does Jake look like you? Well, These are not... the questions we need to be asking. Well, if I had my little wig that's over there, then you'd understand. Nah, um, it was a... Uh... It was a very <laughs> dramatic morning trying to learn how to reverse a trailer and 
failing multiple times just wasn't the content <laughs> I was happy to put up. So Jake nailed it in one and we'll leave it at Oh, that. my God. I've, I've just lost all hope. <laughs> I've lost all hope in feminine, feminine prowess. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you about what I've learned, Ella. Um, completely, like, you don't even need this skill. I've learned how to headstand because I started doing yoga. No, you need that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Great. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel much better about myself. No, but I've been doing <laughs> yoga. I've been doing yoga and like right in the middle of the yoga session, because it's all done by Zoom, mind you. So I'm sitting there watching the woman on the screen and I'm cop- copying and I'm listening to what she's saying. And she says, you can fly here. If you want to fly, you can fly. You can go into this pose. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm just looking at her with her feet up in the air. <laughs> and she's like, you can do a headstand here. And I'm like, headstand, I know. And so I just tried the, the headstand, put my hand, my, my, head's under, my hands under my head and I went up and I'm like, holy crap, I can do this. So now I can headstand. So you just discovered a secret skill of headstanding ability in Corona. Yeah, like I nearly snapped my neck yes. off. Like I've got a bit of a, a wry neck now. So I'm probably not doing it properly. But yes, headstands is good. That's, that's, really, my, that's, that's my really cool. that's my one. Well, you're also equivalent to me. You're not going to Coachella or anything along those lines. <laughs> I'm reversing IGA. You're standing on your head. And Parker's an absolute fraud. So clearly <laughs> the winner of the week is Ella as far as actually acquiring a skill that Thank is you. of decent standard. Yeah, you could actually get another job. That Remember that? <laughs> that Facebook post that you had. Yeah, this is again. Fun to get a job. There Facebook foreshadowing. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Must have um, done that's, that's half Nelson done and dusted. I'm tagging off with that. Well, <laughs> um, Ella, we know it's late over there for you. Thank you yeah. for joining us um, and for giving us a little bit of insight into what it's like being in the States, your training, your your new job post corona, post athletic <laughs> career, all the bits and bobs. Um, and for letting us know that you and your mum have such a close relationship that yep. mm. you're stalking your ex-boyfriends. I love it. Um, yep. Thank you. You're always welcome on That's What She Said. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, ladies. Have a good one. Lovely to meet you, Ella. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. The other interesting thing I found about Ella was that she mentioned in her bio that she loves airports. And I thought, what a tragedy this COVID-19 yeah. situation is yeah. for her. I mean, she doesn't even get to go to, to airports and watch people and what they do at the airports anymore. So I'm glad that she's got a different hobby in place that is um, learning how to, to be a DJ. Well, that's actually been one of the things that I've been missing, the people watching. Um, it, it creates a lot of content and laughs for me um, in my outside uh, outside life, I guess. So I've been really missing that, especially at airports, because I tell you what, and you know this very well, actually, as so do you, we've been to enough airports together. Far out airports bring out the most stupid people and even smart people somehow become stupid at airports. Yeah, it's you, almost, it's like, like a disease. <laughs> it's you walk like in, airport disease. You walk in and suddenly you become stupid. Yeah, and it's like it's me or the highway. Like it's all one for not for one for all at all. It's just me for me. That's it. 
Well, as airport etiquette specialist, uh, Georgie Parker, we know that you are across this and you could dedicate a whole podcast actually to that. I could dedicate a whole podcast and etiquette in general, but focusing solely on airports easily. I could make a 20 part series on it. It's honestly, this anyway, we don't need to get in that now because no. we, we often do that and we're not going to be getting in airports for a while. And we'll, we'll go on now. Bub's, what, what do you want to chat to us about? I was actually chatting because um, when I grew up, because I've been obviously Jordan, everything, Michael, um, when I was growing up, I actually loved using the Chicago Bulls um, huddle. So when they come together, they say, um, what time is it? And they all say, game time. Huh. And <laughs> it actually... It, get, it still gives me goosebumps. So I used to take that back to my team and I used to be like, let's do this in our huddle. I was like 10 years old playing basketball and I want this huddle. And then I started to think about all the huddle talks that I have conducted in my life. And I thought about the time that I asked to do a prayer in the middle of the huddle. So I started with, um, you know, dear God. And I thought, wow, I'll never be doing that one again. And then one of my teammates spoke. <laughs> Everyone was just looking at me like, we're not American. We're, we're not, not American. American. Exactly. But I, I had just, I had just lost my grandfather and I'd been, you know, in that sort of spiritual realm. Anyway, don't bring that onto the football pitch. And I was talking to one of my mates and she was saying that in America, it's so over the top with everything that they do. So, for example, in her New York team, they would, at every training session, do a team huddle before, in the middle, and at the end. And it was compulsory. You had to be in it. If you were picking up cones, you had to wait, right? At this point in time, she's rolled her ankle. She's like, shit, yes, I'm not going to have to do the team huddle. They actually bring the huddle to her, down to her <laughs> level, and said, you know, her, their little, um, you know, one, two, three, New York, whatever. And then she's like, this is ridiculous. And then one day the coach said, hey, guys, no huddle. Everyone has to pick up all the gear. And so the captain goes, yo, guys, satellite huddle. So they all had to set, stand in the middle of or stop whatever they were doing and hold their hand out. And they said, three, two, one, New York, <laughs> like a satellite. So they, they couldn't come together, but they had to do satellite huddle. Well, that's like very inventive for a COVID-19 situation. 1.5 metre distancing. They were ahead of their time. It was shadowing again. Was it on Facebook? This is ridiculous. <laughs> but no, I was actually thinking back, like I've done some, really really quality so I remember the the Asia Cup semi-final in 2010 and pre-game huddle in the change room so that the coaches left I come up with this magnificent speech against Japan where we beat Japan for the first time um, and we beat them one nil to go into the World Cup back, and the back of your speech essentially off the it? back off the back of my speech now I know it was my speech because after the game, the girls reiterated to me that it was from my speech. I can't remember a single word I said. I can't remember a single word I said. And then I thought, do other people remember? Have you ever had a huddle or a team talk where you just thought, holy shit, I'm going to break the door down? Like, I just want to kill everyone. 
No, no, no. We had more the other way. Um, yeah. Some memorable ones. Um, Ash and I spoke about this yesterday when you, you mentioned it. And uh, probably the most memorable um, huddle that we had was just Ash and I both forwards. And we all came in. It was at training. We just came off of a pre-season block. Our coach came in. And this is honestly, without a doubt, no word of a lie, the most memorable thing I've ever heard him said. Look, none of you are very skillful. None of you <laughs> are fast. You're not great goal scorers. <laughs> it's like, is, what's your aim here? <laughs> I still to this day, I think I shut off after those three <laughs> opening lines because I just kind of went, what are you yeah, trying <laughs> to achieve here? And also, why am I in the Australian side as a forward if I can't score goals, if I'm not fast and I'm not skillful? I mean, yes, I can tell jokes. Yes, I think that we're pretty funny, but that's not going to win us a gold medal. And he should know that as a coach. <laughs> You should know that. Selection criteria down the gurgler. Yeah, well, maybe that's why Parker and you and I were in the side. Who knows? They could have been selection criteria. Must be funny, can tell a joke. <laughs> no, because half our other team wouldn't have been in the team then. But um... <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually remember um, that uh, the biggest spray I got was in like a huddle. So if you follow hockey, when you have a penalty corner, you got the opportunity to all come together and actually like decide what you're going to do. So this is when I first joined the team and there was a girl who was captain, Emily Halliday, who bless her, really lovely girl. Um, but I had made a series of mistraps. And I mean, I was yeah pretty bad and had not trapped the ball. And she decided that rather than trying to plan for what penalty corner they were going to do, she would use that opportunity to use the entire huddle or timer <laughs> in the huddle to give me a spray. And it was something like, if you don't make another effing trap or if you miss another effing trap, I'm going to come out there and make it for you, something along those lines. But I don't think we actually had a plan going into that short corner because <laughs> the whole huddle was just used entirely focused on myself and to I just remember you. it to this day. Um, so, you know, good memes. Good memes. I don't remember a single one where I was like, yeah, I can move mountains. I don't have any of those. <laughs> you don't? No, and that's the that thing. So I think you shame. being captain, you put so much emphasis and worry into what you're going to say. And then us, Parker and I, just being the pleb players, we actually didn't really remember. I remember a, a, a captain often just going in and telling a joke, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, to yeah. lighten the mood. Yeah. Lately, lately, the only memorable, because everyone's like, don't do that, it's so American. And I remember thinking, I'm going to pump my girls up. I didn't think I was being American, but slowly, slowly it got leaked to me that, you got to stop doing those sort of talks because it's very American and we don't want you to do it anymore. And I'm like, well, what about the ones that actually it helped? And so I kind of made side huddles for those people. And then satellite the huddles. Thing, yeah, satellite, now referred yeah. To. No cluster huddles. Like you get a cluster and you, and you take them over here. Right. Um, no, but I, now the most memorable thing that happens during a huddle is like if someone farts and like, you're like, that is a, no, there's a now, no fart rule in the huddle. Now You can't do that anymore. Now, I've got actually a very, this is a true story. This is dead set a true story. It I know is, where you're going with this, I think. It is, no, 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 I don't know if you do. It is folklore at the Adelaide Crows, oh. okay? It is folklore and it is Mark Rusciuto. 
He is <laughs> a the captain, a Brownlow medalist at Adelaide Crows, premiership player. Dead set in '93, I think it was '93, '94. I think it was Mark. She was even him or Mark Bickley was one of them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> someone's someone's going to get the blame. Anyway, <laughs> no, 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 wait, I'm actually going to get this up because I checked with uh, my brother who was a Crows player. This is dead set true story. Mm. All right. Um, oh no, it's Mark Bickley. Okay, random one. Is it true that Mark Bickley farted so bad during a prelim file final that they had to leave the room during halftime? Is that Adelaide folklore? Is that the story has been going through the club? It is true. They lost the 93 prelim because they couldn't get a halftime huddle. <laughs> they had to leave the room because Mark Bickley, the captain of the club and dual captain, premiership captain, farted. This is true. I've heard it from a Crows player. That we is should, crazy. We should try to get Mark on. We should. We, we want. I want proof that yeah. that is like. What were you thinking? Like you couldn't <laughs> hold on. Wait till you exited the building. You've ruined an, an entire team's chance of winning a prelim final. Yeah. Well, it kind of comes back to. I mean, you're an airport etiquette expert, Parker. So now you might be able to transition, or Bubs, you can transition yeah, no, into I think I should. half-time huddle etiquette expert. Yeah, like you can't shit in the change rooms. That is the big one. No, you've got to wait until everyone's about to leave. leave. No, no, not even that, because when I come in, I don't no, want no, any no. resemblance. Well, what are you meant to do? I mean... You go outside. You go to the no. public ones. No, no, you go to that, the public ones no, or something down the road. That. Referees you're, room is always a good one. You're wrong well, that's that. because you've got way more opportunity in toilets. You know, we usually just have the one little set standard toilets. We don't have the resources like you do in oh. soccer. <laughs> no, but maybe it's got to do with the fact that you've got to take off your onesie to, to get it all... Also a point, very difficult. Takes that bodysuit takes a long time. I think there was many a time when Parker had to help you into your bodysuit and vice versa. Well, it, especially when you're moist and it, it sticks on. <laughs> the word moist is word. very necessary right there. So. Wow. <laughs> not, not, um, not necessary. All right, let's just quickly run through Tweet of the Week um, before we finish up. Um, who oh, wants I to go so first? I had so many. No, I had just so a real quick many. one. No, I, just, I think mine's more of a, um, a public service announcement, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you need to go on and follow St Kilda Football Club because... From now until they return to playing football, I think every day they're posting a new photo of Fraser Garrick, the G-Train. Oh, yes. He is back and you can witness him in the full flesh and his mullet and all his glory every day and lead up to uh, the return and, of uh, AFL. And we all need a bit of Fraser Garrick in our lives. And another PSA on that, if you um, want to see some magic, Collingwood are doing Didac a day up until footy starts as well. Um, number four from the Pies back in the day. Didac a day, it's very, very good stuff. That's got more of a ring to it than G train a day, but they can work on their branding. Absolutely. Bub? Fair enough. Um, I, I, this photo caught my eye. So Andrew Osadi is an Australian journalist working in the Netherlands, um, but he had a, has a photo up. This photo caught my eye. Football continues in a Rio slum with a corpse on the sideline. So they're playing a game of football on a pitch with a dead body next door because there are so many, unfortunately, it's, it's so sad. But this has absolutely mortified me that this is going on in the world um, and without a care in the world. Like, I just, I can't even exit my house without thinking I'm sick. I might make someone else sick. Um, so yeah, I, I, I know it's tweet of the week. It's funny. <laughs> then, then, Bubs. 
This that is has completely missed the no. mark on what we're about at Tweet of the Week. No, it's not because I want to point out something because this, this is a platform. This is a platform <sighs> and I think people need to take this seriously. Holy, I think we have and that's why we've done so well as a nation. I might lighten oh, the mood. No, I'll lighten the mood now. But in saying that, Manchester City has just taken out their new, jer- like, jersey it's got DNA like COVID little swirls and things that look like disease. So they made their 2020 uniform look like COVID. Nice. Is that a joke <laughs> or is that true? No, it's freaking true. Whoever is responsible for that new Man City kit needs putting on the next flight to Wuhan. Oh, yeah, I feel like that decision-making there is poor decision-making. Oh. The, the, you know, it's like the person that ordered all the sex dolls to go into the stadium. Like, who gets to sign off on those things? Um, people in positions of power should know better. No. Parker, what about you for Tweet of the Week? I might just lighten the mood significantly. Please do. Um, it is related to COVID, as a lot of things are at the moment, and mine just says, I just don't see bras making a comeback after this. And I'm not sure if we can make a comeback after the way we finish this podcast. <laughs> Oi, <Sorry>. come on. <laughs> so if you, if you need help, just give us a call. If you need just to debrief after. I had bumps. three I could have gone with. <laughs> yeah, and you went with two that I wish we didn't, but that's okay. Look, thank you guys. I hope you guys uh, got something out of Ella. Um, thank you to her for joining us. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Bubs. We'll see you next week. Tell your mum, tell your friends, so like, subscribe, leave a comment, do all those good things, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dry your tears. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>